Now, normally, if you're here today for the first time, I'm normally not like this. I've got energy over the top, and today I got about that much. Amen. And I'm usually funny. It's hard to be funny when you're sick. Amen. Anyway, let's go with the message. In God, we trust. I'll just have to keep it down a little, okay? And we'll see how far we can go. Say this with me. Help me out a lot today. How about that? Y'all help me. Say this with me right here. Go ahead. Go ahead. Say that part. Say this with me right here. In God, we trust. And say that. Go ahead. The saying was made the... uh, Of the United States of America by public law 851-1956. That is the motto of the United States of America. In God we trust. President Eisenhower was the one who wanted this done. But it had been around since the founding of our country. Nobody ever got around to it. It sounds like Congress, doesn't it? Took about 150 years later to do it. But that's who you are as a nation. We are a Christian nation. In the 50s, 95% of Americans identified as Christian. Last couple of years, a poll was taken, Gallup, and uh, 75% now say they are Christian. The next closest one is Jewish, 1.8%, Muslim, 1%. I wasn't the smartest kid in school, but 75% over 1 or 1.8, we still Christian. Amen. Let's praise the Lord for that. Come on. That's who we are. As a people. Amen. Now, president number one and president number two, Washington and Adams, in all their personal writings, and I've given messages on them. You can get them out back. You can get them online. But uh, undeniable that they were both devout Christians. You understand that? So president number one, president number two, both present for the founding of our country, the Declaration of Independence, etc. So this little series is called In God We Trust, bringing us back to our founding and who we are as a people. And this is year 11 that I've been doing this, these little series. So we've got bunches of them out there. You can find them. So let's go with President number three today. President number three. The other thing that's making me feel weird is I uh, went swimming with my kids uh, my little girls, and I got water in my ears, so I can't hear anything I'm saying. So if I say a bad word or something, would y'all just go, no, don't, don't do that. Amen, because I can't hear what I'm saying. I have to listen to this message later and say I did. But let's look at president number three. His name was, say it with me, loud and clear, one, two, three. Now, Thomas Jefferson wrote the Declaration of Independence. A lot of men didn't write the Declaration of Independence. Thomas Jefferson did. Y'all understand that? Now, a lot of people, what? Signed it. But who wrote it? Who? So if you're going to tear at America's fabric, even though going after Washington would be, be tough, and they have, and Adams, that's even tougher. But the one you'd really want to go after is number three. If you can take out number three, you can take out the pins that's holding up, the the foundation that's holding up America, if you can take out Jefferson. And so that's what, I don't know what you want to call these people. I call them evil, okay? Want to rewrite history? Want to change us into a country that we weren't? That's not right. Yes or no? Amen. Okay? If we were not a Christian nation, then tell us that. That's all right. But don't be making up mess. So let's look at president number three. I've titled this, Thomas Jefferson, say that with me, in his own words. If you want to find out what Gary Clark believes, for example, if somebody called me anti-God, well, all you'd have to do is look at my sermons, look at my writings, Go online, listen to messages, go to our radio podcast and all that kind of stuff, our radio shows, and you could prove if I was anti-God or if I believed in God. Is that, is that plain English, yes or no? So that's what I've done with today's message. Thomas Jefferson. Not in some joker's words. 
in his own words. Amen. Let's learn a little bit about this man up front. Here we go. If your case like, man, I came to church, I'm learning history, you'll be fine. Because the first thing in the Constitution, the first thing in the Constitution is for you and me to have the free exercise to worship. Did y'all hear me or not? So some idea that, you know, church and, and the Constitution can't go together. Have you lost your mind or what? Say, if they put that first front and center, it must have been pretty dang important. Amen. Yes or no? So let's keep looking. Thomas Jefferson, born 1743. To 1826. His father died when he was 14. He attended William and Mary College. Began studying law at the age of 19. Inherited his father's large land estate when he was 21. Married Martha Wells Skelton in 1772. So he waited a while to get married. Then he did. He was elected to the Continental Congress in 1775. Drafted, say it with me, the what? Can we say it again? He drafted what? I'd say that's pretty important, don't you think? Drafted the Virginia statute for what kind of freedom? Huh. Governor of Virginia, 1779-1781. Served as minister of France. 1784 to 1789. Man, you talk about a guy. This was the man. Jefferson. Amen. Look at this one. I like this. Say that one with me. Served as the first what? Under who? Washington. Who is our current Secretary of State? One, two, three. His last name is what? Pompeo. Yeah. First one was Jefferson. The last one, his name is what? Pompeo. He's over there. Just over there right now, isn't he in Tokyo now? But he just came from North Korea. With a regime, absolutely, with a regime that's been making nuclear weapons. They have the capability now. They're trying to get peace talks going. Man, thank God for secretaries of state. Amen. Say, pretty important position. Who was the first one? Who? Learn something. Come on. He was vice president for president number two, John Adams. He was the president of the United States of America for eight years, 1801 to 1809. He founded the University of Virginia. And how old was he? All you for who you think you can't even still mow your grass. What's wrong with you? Hey. You might be old, but you ain't done yet. Amen. Say, stuff you can still do. The man found a university. Here's an interesting thing. Say that with me. It's very important. You should learn it. Here it is. He died July the 1826. On what anniversary of the Declaration of Independence? Crazy. How many knew that? How many learning something already with, the, with Uncle Gary this morning? Yeah. You know who else died that day? John Adams. Same day. Fifty years after the signing of the Declaration of Independence. He served as that man's vice president. They ran a vicious campaign against one another for president. They weren't the best of friends until later. And they died 50 years to the day. Exactly. You tell me God's hand hasn't been all in America. You kidding me? Let's thank the Lord we live in America again. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. What a life this man had. But now let's talk about it. Thomas Jefferson. He has been labeled, labeled as what? No, no, guys, y'all sleeping on me. Maybe you're talking loud and I just can't hear you. He's been labeled what? Anti-God. By many. But now this is the funny part. Most people would say, no, no, he won't anti-God. He was a what? He was a deist. Now most people don't even know what a deist is. But here's the bottom line. A deist believes there's a God. But that he has no control over what? So there's a God. 
but he don't really have no control. I mean, like, what's even the reason of being God if you can't run things? Say. But that's what they say. Most people will tell you that. Because most people don't know and most people will lie to your face. You can find out this stuff on Wikipedia. But you might not find out as much as you need to know. You're going to have to go to some history books that hadn't been rewritten over the last 20, 30, 40 years. Y'all listen to me or not? Don't expect what you get at the public school to give you a good education on Thomas Jefferson. So what's the truth? Did this man trust in God? Or was he a deist? Or was he anti-God? I mean, how could the man work with Washington and Adams? And how could this man do what he did and write the Declaration of Independence? And you didn't even believe in God? Or maybe you did believe in a God who had no control or no sovereignty or providence? That don't sound right to me. Was God an influence in his life? And did Jefferson ever acknowledge God in his own words? Not in Gary's words. Or somebody supposedly smarter than me. Don't tell me what I'm supposed to believe. I'd rather hear from his mouth. How about you? Let's find out, was he a deist? Mr. Jefferson, were you a deist? Say it with me. And by the way, I believe firmly he was a believer in Jesus Christ. So he's up in heaven right now in the great cloud of witnesses. And he's watching the message this morning and he likes it so far. Amen. No. Nothing recorded where he was ever affiliated with a deist movement. Now, this man was pretty involved in stuff. I would say if he is involved in it, you could probably find it. Hmm. So what were you, Mr. Jefferson? No doubt he was a what? He was a what? We know what Protestant is. Protestant is a believer in Jesus Christ who is not what? Catholic. If there's one thing you can say about Thomas Jefferson, he won't Catholic. He was not crazy with the Catholic Church. Matter of fact, uh, a lot of people called him anti-Christian because he wasn't Catholic. Well, I ain't Catholic either. Does that mean I'm not a Christian? Say yes or no. Quite frankly, I'd rather not, I don't want to be called no Protestant. I don't want to be called no Catholic. I want to be called a believer in Jesus Christ. That's who I am. Amen. How about you? How about you? Not throwing out all the good things that, that, you know, different churches do, but come on, man. Ain't none of them done what Jesus did. He died on the cross, rose from the dead. I think I want to stick with that. How about that? So, he was a Protestant. How do you know, Clark? Well, it's called, uh, history. He was raised Episcopalian. Now, about Episcopalians today, a lot of Episcopalians today, they don't preach the gospel. Or it's watered down. Or it's high church. You know what I'm talking about, yes or no? Well, Episcopalian back in the day was conservative. Episcopalian back in the day rightly divided the word. Amen? So don't let that word scare you. That's who he was. When he was in Philadelphia, that's where everything existed at the beginning of our country. Not, not D.C., but Philly. Right? Right, Philly people? And it's about time. You finally won a Super Bowl? Yay! You were there starting a country. It'd be nice to win a Super Bowl. Amen. When he was in Philly, he attended what church? Come on. He attended what? But I don't believe in Christ. Didn't you see the sign when you came in? That's what he did. When in Williamsburg, he attended Bruton Parish. What kind of church? Hmm. And who else attended there? Can you imagine going to church with George Washington and Thomas Jefferson? If we had George Washington and Thomas Jefferson in this church, you wouldn't give me the time of day. It's funny, though, how we've made heroes out of people. These guys are regular guys. They went to church. George Washington, Thomas Jefferson. Nothing. A lot of things sicken me in the world today, but one of them is when we ask uh, sports stars their political opinions. 
Do you really care? Yes or no? Shoot the ball, fool. Come on, man. I don't care about any of that mess. Are you kidding me? I cared about what these guys thought. Amen. Jefferson, we learned last week from the young lawyer that was here. He was in the first service, by the way, again. He wrote a dissertation on the separation of church and state. We, we looked at it last week and go online, look at his theses, all that kind of stuff. But one of the things in his paper that I liked is that Jefferson regularly attended church service when he was at the U.S. Capitol. Where was church back in the day? It was right there where? At the Capitol. You know, I think somebody ought to put something together and ask President Trump, how about y'all get church going back there at the Capitol again? Wouldn't that be a good thing? He just might would do it. I don't know. He just might would do it. I'm telling you. Wouldn't that be a nice thing? We just couldn't have any of them preach. Amen? Got to get a good preacher in there because if they preach, yeah. Was he a deist? Was he a, did he really trust in God? Well, in his private library, he had a four-volume set of the what? The Bible. And it was well what? Hmm. So, if it was well-worn, that means he must have what? He must have read it. Okay? Also, it was in a prominent spot in his library. Where do you put... Books in prominent spot. Books that you go what? Read. Like on my desk. If you go to my desk in my office, you come in, look at me. Right here is my black Bible. Right there. Why? And it's in a prominent spot. Because I read it. Second drawer down is my Webster's Dictionary. Because I'm from the country and don't understand some words. So, those are my, those are my prominent books that I use. Did Jefferson trust in God? Listen to what he said. Not what people say about him. Listen to what he wrote. Help me. And can the liberties of a nation be thought secure when we have removed their only firm basis, a conviction in the minds of the people that these liberties are the gift of who? That they are not to be violated, but with whose wrath? Indeed, say this part with me. I tremble for my country when I reflect that God is just and that his justice cannot sleep. Does that sound like a man who doesn't believe in God? No. As governor, let's look at what he decreed. A day of public and solemn thanksgiving and prayer to who? Well, Almighty God is a mighty God. A God who's in control. A God who's sovereign. A God who will squash you like a bug. Amen. Say. Because he's almighty. March 4th, he offered a national prayer. He prayed. Here's what the prayer was. Almighty God... Who has given us this what? Good land for our heritage. But wait a minute, you're a deist. You don't believe God can do jack squat nothing, remember? Hello? We beseech thee that we may always prove ourselves a people mindful of your what? Well, I thought you what? Hmm. Bless our land. I love this part. Say that next part with me. With what? Say that loud. With? Well, that's a prayer that we need to pray today, isn't it? Honorable ministry. Now, none of us are perfect. We get that. But we don't have to come to church and lie and make up crap. Yes or no? But if you do that, you can get more offerings. If you do that, you can get a name for yourself. We don't care about that here. You understand? We care about you getting saved. We care about you going to heaven when you die because you're going to die. 
And if it came down to you getting healed now or you getting saved now, I think I'd rather you get saved now. Amen. Say. Because one day your healing's going to wear out. I'm going to tell you that right now. Y'all listening or not? Not making stuff up. I love this guy for that. He couldn't stand that. If you write, if you read Thomas Jefferson, he was not real thrilled with a lot of the church. Especially those that were in power and in control. Sound learning. Pure manners. Well, that's something we could use again today, isn't it? Good manners. Amen. Save us from violence, discord, confusion, from pride, arrogance, from every evil way. If that don't sound like a Christian, I don't know what one is. Yes or no? Amen. Defend our liberties and fashion into one united people the multitude brought hither out of many kindreds and tongues. Endow us with your what? Your what? Huh. So you believe in God the Spirit, God the Son, just like we sang about. Endow with thy spirit of wisdom those to whom in thy name entrust the authority of government, that there may be justice and peace at home. And that through obedience to your law, that's the Bible, the Word of God. Y'all hear me or not? We may show forth your what? But this is all a man that doesn't believe in God. Shoot, he talks better than I do. Amen. Among the nations of the earth. In time of prosperity, fill our hearts with thankfulness. In the day of trouble, suffer not our trust in you to fail. Amen. That's a great prayer. But how did he close his prayer? How do you close it? Which we what? Through who? What do you think? Now, this is his words. You know that ain't my words. I couldn't even make up words that nice. As President Jefferson signed bills, which appropriated, watch this, financial support for who? But I don't believe in this stuff, but I'm going to give them some money. That don't sound like what Jefferson would do. Jefferson would knock you out. But he believed in supporting chaplains in Congress. We could use like, like, like 400 there, okay? Every congressman ought to have their own preacher like me to walk with them. Be honest. Quit it. You're an idiot. Stop it. You're a fool. Do right. Don't do that. You hear me? Life begins at conception. Got it? You hear me? Yes or no? Yes or no? Yeah. Come on. I mean, yeah. Chaplains. Who's going to keep Washington straight? Well, preachers could go awry as well. But this is what he believed. Chaplains in the armed services. Chaplains out there for the men fighting. Now watch this. As part of the Articles of War, he wrote this. Articles of War, Jefferson wrote this. I earnestly recommend to all officers, say it with me, and soldiers, to do what? Go to church. But I don't believe it, and I ain't going, because I'm a deist and don't believe God's in control of nothing. You understand? But now you boys, go to church. It was so against everything Jefferson believed to be two-faced. He hated the two-faced. He couldn't stand it. He didn't like that. And he was definitely not a man who was two-faced. What about freedom of religion? So much has been made about him saying separation of church and state. The constitutional freedom of religion. This is Jefferson writing. Say that with me one more time. Do it with me. The constitutional freedom of religion. Say it with me. Is the most inalienable and sacred of our what? Boy, you don't hear that anymore, do you? Boy, you hear human rights. But it's almost like religion ain't part of your human rights. Because see, if you're religious and you worship and you believe in creation and you believe in Jesus, you're narrow-minded. you kooky. Not according to Jefferson. 
Your freedom to get your tail out of bed on a Sunday morning is your most sacred right. Have you ever heard me say that? The greatest thing you can do for your country is get your tail out of bed and go to a church somewhere that preaches Jesus on a Sunday morning in this country. The greatest thing you can do for your country. He said it. Yeah, praise the Lord. Come on, y'all too. Y'all too. Think about that. Think about that when you being a bum. When you being a bum. Like I'm a bum sometimes. Hey, I'm tired too. I'm a bum. That'll motivate you. I'm going to get up and go to church. You know why? Because Jefferson said it's my, it's my most sacred privilege that I have as an American. Isn't that crazy? Does that sound like somebody who doesn't believe? Yes or no? Makes no sense. Among the most inestimable of our blessings also is that of liberty to do what? The who? Well, no, if you believe in creation, you're an idiot today. You know that, right? Yes or no? Sure. If you don't believe in evolution, the Big Bang, stuff that's been shoved down your throat, it's the dumbest thing on the planet. Make up something that would make some sense, okay? Now something blew up, and now here we all are, all perfect. You know, look at us, look at us. Everybody got two eyes, there's your nose, look at your nose, Ed. You got some teeth, look at that, good for you. I mean, birds are beautiful, aren't they? Look at them, they're so, like they've been painted with a paintbrush. I don't know about you, when I blow up a paint shop, it looks, it looks horrible. Amen. Say, guys, our founders believed in creation. Say that with me. Our founders believed in, you know what the first verse in the Bible, if you know it, say it with me. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Say it with me again. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Did you know what? Our founders believed that. Do you think the people today that's kooky as a day is long running things could start this country? Yes or no? They couldn't even start a business. That's the truth. Some of them hadn't even had business, hadn't even had experience in starting a business. But you're going to start America. Something's up. Amen? I like these people right here. Jefferson. Worship the Creator in the way we what? Think most agreeable to God's will. He wouldn't want to put you, put you in a certain denomination. He believed you should be able to worship the Lord according to whose will? Not your will. Whose will? God's will. A liberty deemed in other countries what? Say it with me. Incompatible with what? And yet proved by our experience to be its best what? Christianity in America, that's exactly what Jefferson was saying, is the best support to our government. Boy, you don't hear that much anymore, do you? I'm just here today to tell you, you might be crazy. But you're not crazy if you believe in Jesus Christ. I mean, you might have some crazy about you, but you ain't crazy. you in good company. Amen? company like Washington, Adams, Jefferson, Lincoln. A pretty good company, ain't it? Say, I choose that company over this crazy company. In our early struggles for liberty, religious freedom could not fail to become a primary object. Don't you say that with me. It's huge. You might not see it as huge, but it's huge. Here was this group of people. Many of them lost their wealth. Their lives for starting this country. And as they're putting together the Constitution, of course, Jefferson wrote the what? The Declaration of Independence. Say that with me. Jefferson writing to the Baptist in our early struggles for liberty. Say it with me. Religious freedom could not fail to become a what? When we were starting this country, we wanted to make sure people could worship freely the Lord. That's America. Have you wondered how America could still be around? It's amazing. Now, whether you like President Trump or not, I do. 
Okay? He's got warts and wrinkles and he's had his problems. But since he's been in office, he's been working, it seems like. But the bottom line is, it's amazing to me how fast America can roar back. Have y'all noticed that or what? Say. This is a great country we live in, isn't it? Say. I mean, some countries, you might enact some policies, but it's going to take you like a hundred years. But this country, this country, when these people get together and they set their mind to it and they do right and they get out there and work and they believe, this country can do anything. Isn't that a great country you live in? Wow. Beautiful. It's a big deal, trusting in the Lord, believing in Christianity. I've ever thought religion, watch what he said. Jefferson, I've ever thought religion a concern purely between our God and our what? For which we are accountable to who? And not to the who? You see, Jefferson, you'll find that a lot in his writings. He did not believe that you were accountable to a priest. He didn't believe you had to go in some little box and tell that fella your sins and he would absolve you of your sins. Did you know the Bible doesn't teach anything about doing that? Yes or no? It's not in the Bible. How many were taught that that was right? Let me see your hand. Okay? And I'm not here to bash Catholicism. I'm not. But quote a Bible verse with me if you know it. For there is one God and one mediator between God and man, the man Christ Jesus. Now that's a Bible verse. Amen. So he had a problem with that. So therefore, I think a lot of flack that Jefferson took for not being a Christian was in his day. Because he didn't believe like a lot of people believed. Well, guess what? I identify with Jefferson's belief. Are y'all hearing me or not? Say. I do. I believe Jesus shed his blood on the cross. He died. He rose again from the dead. And you do not need to tell me your sins to get your sins forgiven. Did you hear me? How about this? Here's the deal I make. You can tell me your sins if I get to tell you, tell you mine. Because there ain't no difference between you and me. We're both sinners. The other night I went over to Miss Jenny's house. It was 10 o'clock at night. She had a leak. Kim went with me. Because I wasn't going to fix some leak at 10 o'clock at night. I was wore out. So I told Kim, get the kids and the girls. We're going together. She said, what? So we all went. I was not in a good mood. Who is at 10 o'clock at night fixing a leak? And I was a little ill. Because I'm not different than most people. And I had to apologize to my mother-in-law, Miss Jenny, yesterday. And she didn't think much of it. Because I think her husband, who's in heaven, was probably a lot like me. <laughs> Here's my point. Is that Gary don't have no halo. I don't walk on no water. I'm no different than you. You don't need to confess your sins to me. Did you get the point? We good on that? I get a little sideways sometimes. I think it's important. What did he mean by the word separation of church and state? we got to quit. Jefferson undoubtedly meant... He wrote this letter to the Danbury Baptists. It's not in any official document. It's not in the Constitution. It was a letter. How many wrote a letter before in your life? Let me see your hands. Okay, you wrote a letter, so that's the law of the land. What? No, he wrote a letter, and crazy liberals took one statement from his letter called a wall of separation of church and state, and therefore now we are supposed to in this country believe their lie that there is a wall between the church and government and that church can't be involved in government and the government's not to be involved in church. Well, here's the point. Half of that's right. The fact that government's not, not supposed to be involved in church. That's the right part. The wrong part is Christians being involved in government. Do you hear me or not? Jefferson undoubtedly meant that the First Amendment prohibited the federal Congress
from enacting any law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof, just like the Constitution says. The Constitution does not say, as Christians, you can't be involved in government. Yes or no? Amen. Oh, oh, if you're involved in government today, we'll take away your church status, your tax status. Did you know what? That's all bull. They aren't. Yes or no? If you fight it, you'll win. Y'all hear me or not? And one of a fellow I know does that. That's what he does before the Supreme Court. He's won several cases. I mean, he's not a close friend. But believe it or not, his mama lived at one time down in Panagorda. Matt Stavery's on our radio station every day. As the chief executive of the federal government, the president's duty was to carry out the directives of Congress. If Congress had no authority in matters of religion, Jefferson said, neither do I. Amen. Just because he's not telling you how to run your church doesn't mean he doesn't believe. Amen. Hope I'm not boring you to tears. Religion was clearly within the jurisdiction of the church and individual what? The Constitution had to do with the federal government, not the state's. Now, here he is, Matt Staver. Mama lived down in Punta Gorda, Liberty Council. Hear him every day on the radio, all across the country, probably on TV as well. He says the First Amendment says more about federalism than it does about religious freedom. In other words, the purpose of the First Amendment was to declare that the federal government, say it with me, had absolutely no what? In matters of what? I mean, think about it. They have a hard time just making decisions on other stuff. You want to making decisions on your relationship with Jesus Christ? Who's going to be your preacher next week? Say. What color the carpet is? Say. God help us. It could neither establish a religion, the federal government, nor prohibit the free exercise of religion. The First Amendment clearly erected a what? Barrier between the federal government and what? Religion, on a state level, keep looking, if a state chose to have, that's the interesting thing, if a state, however, chose to have no religion, and it seems like some states in the country today are headed that way, you hear me or not, to be a conservative believer in Jesus Christ in some states, it's like non-existent it seems like. It's not, they're out there, but their voice is so small compared to the loudness of the other. If a state chose to have no religion or to have an established religion, the federal government had no jurisdiction one way or the other. And that's what Jefferson was saying. This is what he meant by the wall of separation. In context, the word state really referred to what? Separation of church and state means what? Separation of the church and the what? Federal government. The federal government has no authority over fellowship church. You understand that? What? I sound like I'm anti-American, don't I? It's called the Constitution. You hearing me, yes or no? That's what he believed. It didn't apply to individual states. It was only applicable as a restraint against the what? And I firmly believe in restraints on our federal government. Amen? It's crazy. Thomas Jefferson, his own words. I quit today with this. Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your Mind, that's the first and great commandment. And Jesus said, love your neighbor as your who? Yourself. He goes on to say, all this hangs all the law and the prophets. So here's the last question. Thomas Jefferson, what did you believe about Jesus? Did you believe in Jesus? Did you believe in my Savior? The third president of the United States. People have said that you were not a believer. You were anti-church. You didn't believe God had any control in the affairs of our nation. Are they right? Would you tell us, sir? Well, he wrote to Moses Robinson in 1801. The Christian religion, when divested of the rags in which the clergy have enveloped it and brought to the original purity and simplicity of its benevolent institutor, his name is who? Jesus Christ, is a religion of all others, say it with me, most friendly to liberty. Look at that word, science 
and the freest expansion of the human mind. You don't have to be a Christian to throw your brain in the garbage. Got it? He wrote to Dr. Benjamin Rush, who was also a signer of the Declaration. My views, Jefferson says, are the result of a life of inquiry and reflection. And very different from the anti-Christian system that's been imputed to me by those who know nothing of my opinions. To the corruptions of Christianity, I am indeed opposed. Can you say that with me? To the corruptions of Christianity, I am indeed what? Are you opposed to the corruptions of Christianity in our country today? Yes or no? He no different than us. But not, say that with me, but not to the genuine precepts of Jesus himself. Amen. What do we say here at this church? We love who? And we love who? We love Jesus and we love people. We're a non-denominational church. Not that all denominations are bad. I just didn't want to have nothing to do with it. I was in it for years. Inglewood's my town. I went to church for Inglewood. I went to church that reached our community for Christ. Amen. Say. And I didn't want to be part of none of that mess, I call it. The politics of it. Amen. But some people are, and that's okay. just ain't me. He said, say it with me. I am a what? Shouldn't that suffice? Say, yes or no? I am a Christian in the only sense in which he wished anyone to be. Say that with me. Sincerely attached to Jesus' doctrines in preference to all what? Isn't that what we say around here? Jesus is the way, the truth, the life. No man can come to the Father but by him. It's his way or the highway to hell. Amen. Say, is that what the Bible teaches? Absolutely. Do we say here that you can't just say a prayer. You need to believe it deep down in your heart. You need to sincerely believe and honestly believe in Jesus. Isn't that what he just said? Sure. He wrote a letter to Thomas, Charles Thomas, Thompson rather, regarding his personal book. This man actually wrote, Thomas Jefferson, one of the only presidents I know of that wrote a book on Jesus. Come on, man. I would say if you write a book on Jesus and you ain't trashing Jesus, but you're promoting Jesus, you should never be called anti-Jesus. Isn't that common sense? Yes or no? But if you wrote the Declaration of Independence, we're coming after you. Because we don't believe in your Christianity and we don't believe in your God, so they got to go after him. And they made up all kinds of lies about him. Of all the systems of morality, Jefferson writing, Ancient or modern, which come under my investigation. Say this with me. None appear to me so what? As that of who? Here's a learned man, one of the smartest men who ever walked this earth. Jefferson. He said, I've looked at them all. And none of them are like that of Jesus. Amen? I love that. The doctrines which flowed from the lips of Jesus himself are within the comprehension of a what? But thousands of volumes have not explained the Platonisms engrafted on them. So simple, but so profound, so deep. Had the doctrines of Jesus been preached always as pure as they came from his lips, the whole civilized world would have been what? Say that with me. That's huge right there. Had the doctrines of Jesus been preached always as pure as they came from his lips, say it with me, the whole civilized world would have been what? That's what our world needs right here at Inglewood. They need honesty, sincerity. They don't need us lording over them, acting like we're better than them. They need to hear the pure words, story of Jesus. You hear me, yes or no? Backed up by a life, not perfect, but by lives who are trying to live for the Lord. You hear me? Powerful. I've always said, I always will say, that the studious perusal of the sacred volume, that's the Bible, say it with me, will make what? Better citizens, better what? Better fathers and better what? Does that sound like a man who doesn't believe in Jesus and believe the Bible? Hmm. Raj, we've got to quit. You're killing me. 
There's this book he wrote. Can you tell me the life and morals of Jesus? Who wrote that? Can you see his name? Thomas Jefferson. In his own words, was he a believer? Absolutely. Was he perfect? No. Did he have a problem with the church? Yes. Does your preacher have a problem with the church? Yes. You hear me? How many ever heard me say that I watch crazy TV preachers and it makes me sick sometimes? You ever heard me say that? I can only imagine Jefferson. He'd be banging his head against a wall. I wanted to put this on up here because I think it ought to be a movement that we maybe start again. Our Congress could certainly use some guidance. It's a mess there. In 1904, the 57th Congress, say that with me, in an effort to do what? Do you think that maybe we could use a little uh, restraint on unethical behavior in Washington, yes or no? Yeah, praise the Lord. Come on. Come on. Here's what they voted. They voted that there be printed and bound by photolithographic process. An introduction to this book of not to exceed 25 pages. And Cyrus Adler, who's the librarian of the Smithsonian Institute, will prepare that. We want 9,000 copies of Jefferson's morals of Jesus of Nazareth. They're voting on this, and they approved it. As the same appears in the National Museum, we need 3,000 copies for the Senate. And we need 6,000 copies for the House. I don't know why the extra copies, maybe for their aides, maybe in case they lost one, here's 20, read all 20, same book, but you need it. Who knows? Isn't that great? Isn't that funny? I told a young lawyer here this morning, I said, son, why don't you get on a campaign and let's see if we can't get Jefferson's book. Somebody take that up and let's get Congress today or the next Congress and the Senate to have to have that book. And start learning about the morals. You'll see an uproar. Wait till Congress tries to pass a book on Jesus. Two years before he died, he wrote to James Madison about his declaration that he wrote. Here's what he said. When I wrote the Declaration of Independence, I know that I turned to neither book nor a pamphlet when I wrote it. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? I did not consider it as any part of my charge to invent new ideas altogether and to offer no sentiments which have not been expressed before. I pray before God that these principles may be eternal and close the prayer with my wishes for you to have long life, health, and happiness. You know what it sounds like to me? I wrote that from my heart, the declaration. I wrote it, Jefferson said. I wasn't following somebody else's lead. My words, I was following his lead. I pray it will be eternal. Amen? And aren't you amazed that after all these years as America and all the things we've gone through, we still are here, baby. Amen. That's incredible. Very important to know he died on July 4th, Jefferson did. Exactly how many years from signing it? You know who else died that same day? John Adams. They both died on the same day. Fifty years to the date. That sounds like providence to me. Here's his last words. You can find out a lot about a man by what he says on his deathbed. Here's what he said. Say it with me. I resign myself to my, to my, and to my God, family, country. Say that with me. God, family, country. One more time. God, family, country. Sounds like a pretty good guy, doesn't he? Doesn't he sound pretty good to you? That's to me. He's one of the very few men that wrote his own epitaph on his tombstone. Here's what it says. Here was buried Thomas Jefferson, 
author of the Declaration of American Independence. Look at this next one. Of the Statute of Virginia for what kind of freedom? And the father of the University of Virginia. Right on his tombstone, it talks about religious freedom. But this man didn't believe in God. It's all a big, fat, stinking lie. Did you hear me? The Jefferson Memorial. How many have ever been there? Let me see your hand. You've been there. Been there. Well, look at it. It's on the south banks of Washington. And it's been inscribed with his own words. That's the title of the message today. Jefferson, in his own words. Look what he wrote. And they put it on there. (laughs) Almighty God hath what? If you believe in creation, I said it earlier, you're a nut according to our world. But right here, one of the smartest, most gifted men, really one of the greatest founders ever, so much of our freedom he's responsible for under God's guidance, he says Almighty God has done what to the mind? He's done what? He's created these minds that we have. Three, all attempts to influence it by temporal punishments or burdens. Watch this. Sit with me. Our departure from the what? Plan of the holy who? Who do you think that is? God, Jesus Christ, of our religion. Can you believe that? He wrote like that. It's on his memorial. Look at his tombstone. Look at his life. But they went after him. Because if we can get this man who wrote the declaration to be anti-Christian, anti-God, we got a chance at taking this thing down. But so far, we're still standing. Amen? Come on. America's still standing. We're standing strong, baby. Come on, baby. Amen. <laughs> Woo! Just like John Adams. Just like John Adams. Say it with me. Say it with me. Say it with me, church. Thank God Jefferson lived. Let's praise the Lord for his word and for my talk today. A little different. Thank you much. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Get on up on your feet. I'm late.